I've heard about you, I teased. I took a step back and shook a finger at him. And what have you heard? I heard you don't date, are an actor, and you're amazing in bed, I said, counting off on my fingers. My honesty shocked me. I normally wasn't this bold. Chase grinned. No doubt his ego had doubled in size. That would be a yes to all of those. I would love to prove the last one to you. He leaned in so that his breath was hot against my ear. But I seemed to be without a bed. You should be so lucky, I said, punching him lightly in the shoulder. He jokingly put his hand up to his heart in pain and took a step back. You think you're funny, huh? I found myself laughing. So, Quinn, do you live inside L.A.? I live with Ginger for now, but I plan on finding a job and moving out soon. What do you do for a living? I was a makeup artist, but now I'll take anything. His eyes lit up at the mention of my former occupation. What, couldn't handle all the pressures of what color palette to go with on the eyes? I didn't want to tell him the truth, so I shrugged. It wasn't about the makeup or being beautiful. It was about the art. The ability to sculpt anyone into anything. It used to be my life. I guess I just lost my passion for it. He stared back at me with big eyes and a gaping mouth. How do you lose your passion? Without my acting, I wouldn't know what to do with my life. You're doing the question thing again, I warned. I wanted to avoid that question at all costs. It's damn refreshing to meet someone who isn't in show business. You haven't tried to name drop or pry gossip from me or anything. I raised an eyebrow at him. Did people do that to him often? That's because I don't care. Good, because I'm not going to give you the name of my agent, he told me. Then it came. The moment of awkward silence. We both stood there, unsure of what to say. Was he going to say goodbye and go back inside, or was he going to make a move? I'm going to go get a drink. Want me to bring you anything? I nodded, unable to speak. He left for a moment, leaving me alone in the dark. He returned within a minute, just as I'd talked myself into walking home. I didn't know what you liked, so I brought whiskey. He held up a full bottle of Jack Daniels and two glasses. It was too late. My body had won again. I was staying. He filled our small cups and held out his glass. To us. Our glasses clinked together, and I greedily finished the whole glass. Careful now. You drink a lot? He asked. No. Nah, fill me up. I held out my cup and he refilled both of our glasses. Being out here alone wasn't the smartest move. But the more I drank, the more comfortable I became. After we had finished our second glass, Chase put the bottle and glasses on the ground. I better cut us off. I could barely stand, so I leaned against him. Whoa! Chase stumbled as well, but kept a firm grip on my arm so that I didn't fall. He brought his hand up and cupped the side of my face. He stared at me silently for a few moments, and I squirmed beneath his gaze, wondering what he was thinking. There's just something about you, he told me. He didn't wait for me to say anything. 
He covered my mouth with his, and my legs began to weaken from the pressure of his lips. His body pressed up against mine, and warmth quickly traveled down between my legs. I hadn't been this turned on by another man in so long. I reached out and ran my hands down his biceps. They were hard, and I could only imagine what all he hid under that black shirt. I'm sure he was all chiseled and perfect. Chase swirled his tongue against mine, making me shiver in delight. This feeling was so hypnotic and different from what I had with Bash. I rubbed my legs together as the pressure in between them began to increase and make me uncomfortable. He broke our kiss only to continue them across my face and down my neck. Oh, he smelled so good, like after-dinner mints.